If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 132. Suns fan here with Cinder in this episode. As Cinder tried to open his mouth and say something, but then forgot that I had no, to read something. No, I didn't something. try to say anything. Don't put words in my mouth. All right. He's breathing with no his words. mouth open again. That's uh, concerning, to say the least. No, this like, episode... Oh, under 32 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Sponsored, in oh. part, by Manscaped. Nice. And as mm-hmm. usual, we're going to give the Manscaped read to see if they've done it justice this time around. Hey, fellas. This episode of We Say Things is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code WESAYTHINGS for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. They still didn't go for the jingle balls. That's true. You, would you like to do your own fake read for Manscaped, Cinderin? Jingle I, you balls, can tell them I'll write them one balls. for free, and then they can agree. Okay. Well. But it's under the condition that they don't get to approve it after. They just blindly trust me, and I write one. Well, sadly, we won't be doing another episode until after Christmas, so I might have to wait till next year. So uh, I can do wanna... a retroactive Christmas read. Okay, perfect. I'm sure I'm that'll sure be great. I'm sure they'll love that. Anyway, guys, of course, Manscaped has sponsored us for quite a while, so we appreciate the support that you give us Um you can visit the link in the description of the video. That really helps us out. They are, they've come up with a lot of pro. Like, what do you have? Hold, what are you holding right now? I have now? one of them here. This yeah. is a nose hair trimmer, Shannon. That's I used right. this one. It's really nice. And the special treat about this one is that for the audio listeners, we can actually show them this. Oh, there we go. Your mic's not picking up anything. You probably have a noise gate on. You hear that, guys? No, sure. <laughs> you didn't hear it. That is amazing. That is how silent the nose hair trimmer is. Beautiful. Thank you. Very, su- very silent, very gentle. It's amazing. That's right. And like you said, they have body wash. They have the ball hair trimmers, as we talked about many a time before on this podcast. And overall, great sponsor for not only our show, but a lot of esports podcasts across the board. So appreciate their support as always. And thank you. Uh, okay, and on to our in Bruges read, Cinderman. We have some names to read out. I'll let you go for the first half. Yes, this is longer around. than last time, I think. We've got some new blood, maybe. Maybe, maybe I'm making this up. All right, I'll go first. All right, thank you to Roundy3, not telling you. My name is not John Cena. Wait, oh no, it's John Cena. Games for Falling Asleep thinks Dota 2 needs more marketing, please, Valve. We are begging you. Disco Far MD, Vincent Darksey, Semperpie, Hakuna Matata, Commander Donut, Brad Sheeran, Jakar's still an asshole. The first step to improvement is acknowledging you have a problem, so good job on that. That was not a name, but it could have been. Chicago, Chicago Chongqing. I think that's misspelled, actually. 
The Mega Pope. Sorry, you're not okay, Sandrin. Do you have someone to hug T.I. in New Zealand? I do. Zan Savior. I hug Zan Savior. Great. Thank you also to Nate Thicko Zero One Hamscroats. Bacon, what do you guys think has or who do you guys think has the biggest dick in the whole Dota universe? I think what did we answer last time? Somebody in the comments thought Ogre Magi would be the correct answer for that. I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, it's possible though. Probably older Shark TM, Novi Panda, Dop, nothing to see here, underscore man. Okay, but for real though, Sins fan, can you please use your ice frog connections to get to get the add all loading screens to shuffle button back. Pitch black, Any wooden aftertaste, done talk, anonymous, and Peter Christmas trees were first used by ancient Egyptians and Romans. Nibbling. Thank you. All right. Very I, interesting. I like I really like that Peter is last on the list so that we get like a nice fact on the way out. Like everyone is like, are you guys done already? And then <laughs> you just wait for the gem at the end, you know? Yep, go through true. the entire list because you can't miss Peter's fun fact of the week. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much, uh, of course, for supporting the podcast. If you want to support it too, you can go to patreon.com slash we say things. There's different tiers with different small perks that you might find fun. Um, yeah. Check out if that's something for you. And thanks, of course, to everybody who supports us every month for making this show. Yes. Thank you, guys and gals. So first topic of discussion, Cinder, is the NBA. Oh, yes. I've been waiting for this. It's almost Christmas. Now it's time for the really juicy stuff. Holy shit, this post has a lot of awards. What post? The one you linked in the... Oh, so this is what happened, okay? Well, first of all, there's a lot of what stuff going on hell? in the NBA. Uh, we won't be talking about but the Suns are still crushing people. They've won like 24 of 26. They're just destroying everybody. It's crazy. But... COVID, and it's not just with the NBA, of course. The entire world is being ravaged by Omicron, which Omicron. thankfully, uh, Omicron. Uh, Omni-night is <laughs> destroying the world right now. Yes. So, again, I'm not a scientist, but uh, studies have shown so far from what I've read that it is the most contagious variant, but at the same time, it, you don't get hospitalized as much. So that's some good yep. news with some bad news. So it's affecting the NBA, of course, among other sports. So tons of players are what it's it's called health and safety protocols. When you get COVID or you test positive, you're out for like, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever it is. And then anybody that was close to you have to test and sit out a couple of games typically. So it's been so bad that a lot of NBA teams are having to scramble to find players to actually have enough to play the game. And you Whoa. need a minimum of eight people to play a basketball game. Why? So, Five players on the court at the same time plus three bench players. That's what the minimum is. Oh, you have to have them on bench or you're not fielding a team. Yes, you need eight players. Oh, interesting. And some teams like have not been able to do that. So some games have been postponed and rescheduled as a result. And they've actually had like an emergency rule change where, because I don't want to get into specifics, but basically they're allowing teams to sign players from the G League, which is like, you know, that's a Dota League not, in China from 2011. It, that's true. That is true. It's a different G League, but it's the not so oh. great players and whatnot. But I remember Pycat's finger guns. I bet he's good at basketball. You know the story of Kyrie fucking Irving, the piece of oh, yeah, human garbage. Player. My least favorite oh. player of all time, probably. 50-50. The anti-vaxxer and all that good stuff. He has not been allowed to play this entire season so far because his team resides in New Jersey. Or sorry, in Brooklyn, which is New York. 
which requires everybody that's in a certain area of like an organization to be vaccinated. So mm-hmm. he's just sat out. But technically, he has been allowed to play away games if there's no restrictions. But the team, until now, hasn't allowed him to do that because it's fucked up to do that, right? Right. You're only showing up for half the time, getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Their team is so ravaged that they have finally said, okay, Kyrie, can you come play for us? And he's like, okay, sure. Literally 24 hours later, test positive for COVID. (laughs) And is now in safety protocols. It's not really funny that somebody gets COVID, but the irony is really funny. Him, maybe. But yeah, in general, I agree. Uh, So that's the news of the NBA. Um, It's a shit show. Christmas games coming up. Suns will be playing a headliner game against the Warriors. And during Christmas Day is like the big NBA You have no day. problem feeling a team because you have responsible vaccinated players and you come from a state that has 200 million degrees. So the virus, virus doesn't dies. even live there. Our team is an anomaly, though, because basically every team has gotten some COVID. Uh, but for us, yeah. they're very... I mean, 97% of the league is vaccinated, so it's not really a vaccination problem per se. It's just them going out and catching it from somebody else. So, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I have like this, I don't know if this was something I saw or read or whatever at one point, but it feels like a lot of viruses follow the same trajectory that they like start out not so infectious, but very deadly or dangerous. And then over time, most viruses tend to mutate in a direction where they are more infectious and that comes at the cost of deadliness that just seems to happen for most viruses right and they do that out of necessity because if they don't find enough hosts they die so they have to become more infectious and it's like viruses have a set number of skill points they can put and they need to reassign them (laughs) so that they can only they have like three skill points and they could put them in infectiousness or in deadliness kind of like in that game what was it called pandemic i think that was called good video game um board game no, it's a. It. I think that's both a PC game and a. F- there's like a Flash version of it as well, oh. a smaller version, I believe. Sure. sure. Uh, Plague Inc. People are saying. I think the oh. Flash game might be called Pandemic. Anyway, um, I find that interesting that that seems to be the case. And since that is a recurring pattern, unless I'm just talking out of my ass here, that is a good sign that if if Omicron is the thing now, that I I see that as a positive outlook. I know a lot of people are getting infected, which is bad, but the fact that it's way less deadly is a good thing because that seems to indicate that the virus is mutating because it wasn't surviving in Mm -hmm. the other form, if that makes sense. Yeah, and the commissioner actually came out and said, again, this is just the NBA, 90% of the people that have been out with COVID are the new variant. And I'm not going to take your word for it, by the way, but I hope you're right about all that, Sindarin. I'm I'll sure we're going to get some very insightful scientists. comments. Yeah, of course. Well, I'll I'll listen to either scientists or the YouTube comments. They're basically on me. par. Yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, listen to me either. All right, next thing on podcast. the list, I have a Suns fan recommends. Uh, well, first of all, I should say Ooh. next week, since we have so much to talk about today, I will be doing a review, I guess, or my impressions of The Witcher season two. So that'll be next week, and also because we don't have enough time, Cinderin. Anyway. I actually watched it. That's a lie. I've watched the whole thing, and now you're postponing it. God, I hate it. I mean, I didn't watch it for your sake, but I have watched it. All right, we'll talk about this next week. week. And also, I recently, finally got the Pixel 6 Pro, which took me literally two and a half months to receive after ordering it. And I've been using it. That'll be reviewed next week as well. 
Uh, but for now, it's just a quickie. The Suns fan recommends. It's been on our outline for about a month and a half. We just <laughs> haven't gotten to it. Maybe a lot of people know about this. Do you copy paste a lot, oh. Cinderin? Control C, Control V. Uh, yes. I would okay. highly recommend if you guys do anything like me, which requires some data entry. The the combination Windows V. Do you know what that does? No, I just googled it now. So Windows V will bring up a little menu that allows you to paste from a history of things you've copied recently, which I have found to be so fucking good. It is so convenient. Like if I'm copying between three things constantly, which I do a lot for like podcast related activities, such as Patreon or Photoshop stuff, um, like the credits and whatnot for the Photoshop files, Control-C, Control-V with Windows-V is a godsend. Thank you, Windows. Again, this has probably been a feature for so many years, but the fact that I'm just discovering yeah. it now makes me happy. So. But since nobody knows about it, this is really good promotion. You should make sure to sponsor a podcast, Windows. We we know what we're talking about. Yes, when, not Microsoft, Speaking of which, Windows. if we're talking about nice functionality that Windows has with keyboard shortcuts, I'm sure okay. you know about Windows Shift S. Windows Shift S, is that minimize? No, that is select screen region to turn into an image or to oh, copy. So you that... can select a specific screen region and then you have that copied in your clipboard and then you can just paste it as an image. I do not like that, actually. I love that. That's the best function the system okay, has. Let me, it's so good. let me tell you why I don't like that. Because I have to use Share X still because it allows me... Basically the same thing. You take a screenshot, but then it automatically uploads it and then automatically copies what the link is. And that's how I put literally everything in the outline. So it's just super handy. If they implemented okay. it into Windows, that would be amazing. I would But the thing about this is you it. just copy it locally. So if you just want something right. saved or whatever, like it doesn't have to upload then. It sounds like your thing uploads. But either way, we were just talking about cool functionality. I think I learned about this two years ago or whatever, or three, and it's been really useful. So. Oh, you learned about it three years ago and never brought it to the Cinder and Recommends of the podcast segment. Uh, yeah, I didn't really think about it, but apparently now we're recommending literally nothing. So we can, I'll, I'll try to remember to recommend things from now on that are... What, what do you mean by literally things? nothing? I'm sure there's at least one person that will be very happy that I recommended Windows uh, V. I can recommend this. This is a um, this is a uh, plastic bag tie. They're really useful. You put them around a plastic bag and then you close them and then they're closed. Very handy. Cinnamon recommends plastic bag ties. Well, yeah, there's somebody out there yeah. that wants to uh, use some ties. By all means, I mean that's a great suggestion. Thank you, Cinnamon. Keep keep them on coming. I think mine are a little higher tier than yours personally, but uh, that's for another day. All right, and then last topic, Cinnamon. Before we get started. It's your birthday tomorrow. Happy Yay. birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You, I'm not going to say happy birthday on the day. I'm saying it now. Happy yeah, birthday. That's a good choice. I, I didn't think you would remember, and I didn't care if you remembered, but I appreciate it. So I guess I care a little bit. That's it, nice. It's nice yeah. to be remembered before you fade into nothingness. Well, that's very dark. Think can be remembered after, though. What, uh, what's your age going to be? Uh, you never ask a woman her age. So how old are you going to be? Damn it. <laughs> 32. 
Damn. You're old, yeah. son. Yeah, it's over. You're old. Fortunately, I have the sense of humor and the mental age of a 15-year-old. So That's true. I stay young in the mind. That's one Tell me, how many 32-year-olds do you find that think this shirt is hilarious? I know a 36-year-old that wears that and finds it hilarious, and that would be me. <laughs> it's great. It's uh, good shit. Are you going to do anything special? I know we've talked about this before, but the fact that your birthday is on Christmas Eve, I'm sure just kind of jumbles it all up and you probably celebrate as a combination type of deal. Um, We're just going to be myself and Susie at home with our dog tomorrow, and then we're visiting my parents on Christmas Day. Okay. So. So I'm going to I'm going to go later after this podcast is over and buy a duck. And then I'm going to make a duck tomorrow again. You're making Are you going to post pictures? Sure. I've done that before, I think. Oh. One time. Not wow. post. I actually haven't posted it po- I haven't posted a picture after it was done, but it was nice the last time I made it. So I probably can figure it out again. And I'm debating whether I'm going to do a little bit of a stream tomorrow as well. That's TBD. Oh. Probably not of the cooking, though, because we're doing that today, actually. I'll talk about Birthday that later. Birthday stream. Great. Okay. Hey. Uh, let's get started with the episode. Um, well, technically, this is kind of the <laughs> same section. Uh, I got a. I posted this on my Instagram and Twitter. I don't know if you saw. Did you see? I got a, an no. arcade. You have not seen. I did not. All right. No. You should, t- you should turn on the stream because I'm going to show some I pictures. I, I've got it on. I got this it. is something that I've been wanting for a long time. <laughs> And I, let me just, this is for the video watchers. I, I apologize to the, the audio. You, can, you guys can check it out later, though, on my Instagram and whatnot. So it's a Dota 2-themed custom arcade, which was built by a guy that has a company in L.A. named Arcade 86. Um, so this is my, this is my game room. So I have like board games on the left. That's my the music stuff like piano, guitar, and for some reason the Suns fan jersey that is on the music side of the wall. Dude, that looks really cool. Do you, Do you recognize the top at all? Probably not. Um, I was just gonna say like that that it looks really nice, but unfortunately it has a Dota Two logo on it, so you're gonna get sued by Valve. But <laughs> oh, so yeah. enjoy I, it while you have it. Well, if I start selling this picture as an NFT, then they can sue me. How about that? Dude, you should do that. Try it. See Do you what recognize happens. what's at the top by any chance? Oh man, somebody in uh, chat actually got the this. The top is all of the enemies you or all the opponents you fight in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Wow. Including yourself, top left, and your coach. How do you know that? Because it's one of my one of my favorite speedruns I've ever seen was of this. You're game. kidding me. It, lo- it was one of the first wow. blindfolded speedruns I saw. And it was I saw that one too. Sinister One. I saw that one too. And Sinister I Sinister One at Awesome game, so quick. This is so game. Mike Tyson's Punch Out is my like literal favorite console game of all time, and I've never beat it, Cinder. I've never beaten Tyson. He's impossible. I just can't mm. do it. Uh, so anyway, this is the machine. I'm gonna show some pictures. This is the side. We use a lot of art. people tried to beat Tyson and failed. So that's true. You're not the only one. You still have your ears though, so that's good. That's true. He didn't bite my ears. I mean, that was before that, of course. Uh, used art from Pog from art that i own from pog and whatnot so that's the queen of pain side so it's basically split down the middle like dire radiant so left side is is radiant obviously with lc Um, looks really cool you can see the front is the split down the middle as well so did you say did you commission this or was it a gift no i commissioned it 
Okay. Um, this is the gamepad or whatever. It also has that art uh, of like the split down the river or whatever with the Roshan pit nice. up front. Do you play a lot of arcade games? I've never played arcade games with you when we've mm-hmm. been to an event or anything. I well, never remember. When has you there ever been an arcade so. game? <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're in, if it's something you really want, I think there was one or two events that we went to an arcade, actually. I don't remember. I seem to remember going to an arcade at a Dota event at least once. Yeah, it, but... it depends on the genre. But as you can see in this picture, Cinder, it can run Dota 2, technically. So I was oh thinking, since, since they added controller support, I could actually play the game on the arcade, <laughs> which would make for an interesting stream. I'd be terrible, Yes, that course. is amazing stream content. I was thinking myself about starting to do a... Uh, a challenge for myself when it comes out and then playing on controller and see what my win rate is. Yeah. Yeah, that would be I'm fun. probably going to hate it after one game and give up, but so that's it. <clears throat> so yeah, it's been a lot of fun to play. That's amazing. Um, the, what do you uh, play on it? <clears throat> a lot of Mortal Kombat. That's one of my favorite console games. Some Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Had it for the wedding, so everybody got to play. I got some M- NBA Jam action with my my brother. Oh. It's like the one game he can play. Uh yeah, if you ever visit, we can play games together. <laughs> that that sounds great. And then when we're done playing, I can play you a serenade on the guitar. Yeah, I'll pass on that one, but I appreciate Who it. Who plays that one? Nobody. <laughs> it's decorative. I fucking knew it. Oh, you have a piano too. Yeah. Well, my bro- okay, my brother plays a. You have a guitar and a piano, and you play good. neither. Well, Nikki plays a little bit, I guess. Okay. But Fine. for fun mostly, and then my brother, if he comes over, he can play the guitar sing and his piano skills are like god tier like right so usually god-tier. when people have a piano in their house that they don't really use they put it on display because it looks nice in the house but you've literally hid it away in the game room technically the so. game room is the first room you pass when you open the front door so oh. it's not hidden away at all so people get to see what you're like and then they can leave before it's too late that's right that's actually that's pretty smart that's, that's right ad- that's good advertising who right. you are that's right sweet so that that was a, a luxury buy for me this year something i've always wanted and kind of a bucket list kind of thing uh okay so moving on cinderin we have the dota pit season concluded. five technically has concluded and tundra has beaten team spirit three to one in the best of five grand finals to win the tournament a lot of really they- good teams in this tournament too they took a pretty similar trajectory to what Spirit themselves did at TI, actually. So Tundra lost in the first round of the upper bracket, and then they beat Navi, Nigma, OG, Secret, and then Spirit in the end. And they only they went two to one against Navi in the first round of lowers, and then they didn't lose a game until the finals, where they lost one. So really impressive stuff. It's very cool to see in Dota with double limb how much teams can learn from one loss. Or two losses about the meta, about what they want to do themselves, etc. Um, so very impressive. Uh, obviously, that means Team Spirit got second, third, and fourth were Secret and OG. Um, Europe has been looking kind of interesting lately because right when the season, new season began with the roster shuffle, uh, some teams looked clearly better and clearly worse. Uh, I think Secret are starting to find their form, and as many people expect, a Tundra look really good, and. Maybe the most surprising in some way, I don't know if you would agree with this, I find it surprising how good Spirit are. After winning TI? Like, 
you have just one TI. Most teams that win TI take a break, right? Mm. Like it's really taxing. It's a very big event. You play through the entire tournament. You've you've earned your rest, right? But they mm. took a short rest and then they were straight back into the fray and they've been looking great. They're still in form. They're still motivated to win. Um, do you think that has to do awesome with to see. the youth on the team, which is I think a little it makes unusual? It, I think it definitely plays a role. Um, I mean, what they probably did after winning TI, they were like, holy shit, guys, we're millionaires. What are we going to do now? And then they were like, well, we do nothing else than play Dota all day, so let's play Dota. And I'm like, okay, let's keep playing then. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. probably, I guess that's probably how the conversation went. I don't know. No, it's like I, 17, I 18 year olds that just play Dota nonstop. Indeed. I mean, they're obviously not going to stop playing. And I guess maybe there's just not so much inten- incentive for them to take a break for like a month or two and do something else. Maybe they just want to play. It's cool. Okay. So that was Dota Pit. And we can just transition this to the DPC, which I want to talk about specifically mm-hmm. NA and EU. Uh, yes. And if you want to talk about any other regions, that's fine. But for NA, let's start with EG are not doing too hot. They are, in terms True. of series wins and losses, two and two. And the thing is, they haven't lost to like the best teams. They haven't even played them yet, to my knowledge. Let me see. So EG has beaten Simply Two Based and Arkosh, but they've lost to Black and Yellow and Wild Card Gaming. So Black and Yellow is the team with the Jubei. And I, I think most people watching won't know a lot of the players that are on the team. And then Wild Card Gaming is Sammy Boy's team. And again, I would say the same, that they have a lot of... I mean, I've heard of these players because we've covered the NA DPC last season, but just not exactly household names. And they EG did not look good. No. Uh, and we've talked about this before. Since I, I don't believe in the roster right now, obviously it's still early. They can turn things around for sure. They have high upside or whatever. I just don't like the composition overall. What What is the point that you start panicking as an EG fan, do you think? If ever. <laughs> I don't know. It depends what your what your threshold is, right? Like, I think whenever you make as drastic roster changes as EG did, there's two things that can happen, or well, three. One is honeymoon phase. Everything goes amazing. The team just gels. You're playing great. Um, that has not happened. The other version is you need time to play together, especially with a player like Jerex coming out of two-year break takes time to get adjusted again to playing at this level even if it's not the strongest competitive region it's still people that have played a lot more than you in the last few years so you're catching up um and the final thing is oh well yeah so you play yourselves together right and obviously the worst case scenario is just that things are garbage and you just give up quickly i think first of all i think eg need to win out to get to the major at this point i don't think more than two losses will do because i think there will be a flawless winner and i think there'll be a team with one loss um it could technically be could technically be a tie for second with two losses on multiple teams i don't think that's going to happen um so yeah they have to win every game which is a lot of pressure when do you start panicking i don't know like I know it's it would be considered a massive failure for EG to not make a major out of the NA region, um, but at the same time, it's good for the region technically in the short term. I yeah, think, right. Looking at the circumstances that this team is formed under, and right, you have a Russian carry that's moving to offlane, which you think was a very questionable choice. I'm not sure how that's working out in general, and you have a returning superstar that hasn't played competitively for two years. 
or that position. There's a good chance that you end up in this state in the beginning. And as long as the players are motivated and believe in each other, I wouldn't panic ever, personally. Mm. Um, because they have all their eyes, they have their eyes set on TI, right? And yeah. if they think they need time to, and this is a roster they really believe in and they're not losing faith and they want to invest the time, I'm not worried for EG's ability to go to the next major. Um, unless they get relegated, which they would have to lose every game now. That's very unlikely, right. but you never know. So having, I mean, my opinion is EG, aside from like the roster just not making sense to me on paper, I didn't expect them to be losing the teams. Like, no offense to these other teams, of course. Even this early. Like, the yeah, idea sure. of, oh, they haven't had much time to play together. Literally mm -hmm. every other team other than Undying, actually just Undying, are the only team that have basically kept their roster. So that's not really an excuse. Uh, so that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Obviously, you talked about Jerax not playing Dota a lot recently in the past couple of years since he's been retired and not playing position five ever, um, to my knowledge at least. Mostly just a four. I mean, there's um, definitely no need to sugarcoat it. They're they've just not looked good. Like they're just they they are not good. And I agree a hundred percent. They should have done better. So I, I just want to make that clear. Like we're on the same page here. I don't think like this is massively disappointing. But we were talking about like panicking, right? Mm. Um, but it's definitely it's no, definitely no, not, not good. Not, and yeah. EG should have won every game they've played on paper for sure. Uh, no so about that. I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I I want to talk about Fly. Uh, which mm -hmm. I haven't even looked at the record that he has. It's probably, it wasn't too great when I was checking with Talon, but I feel like captains are the hardest thing to find in Dota, and for some reason, they seem to be underappreciated. At least Fly, <clears throat> at least Fly is for some reason. Like, if I were to pick a top, like the best captains ever in Dota, he would be on the list after like the top four. Which I'm number one, right? Cinnamon's like 88th or something like that. But you got like Puppy, you got Kuro, you got Jaloy, 30 teams. You got No Tail, people like that. And then if you want to do a half tier lower, Fly is there. He has had ridiculously good success, historically speaking. So mm -hmm. just again, we don't know the details as to why they changed things up, but it on paper makes absolutely no sense. Um, but they should be doing better than what they're doing, regardless of my opinion. Alan is currently one and two in SEA Division Two. So they haven't really played that much since we last. I think that was the same record. If I'm not mistaken. They have their roster is still really promising to me. But it's another example, perhaps, of the whole EG thing, right? Or you need to play your players together. Um, but who knows? Like, it's definitely, it's definitely disappointing. And I personally, right now, I don't think EG makes the major this season. I don't think they're going to win out. Um, you mean the first major, I, I, the first I'd season. Be, yeah. Right. I would be happy to be proven wrong here, but I think either Quincy or Undying will beat them, or both, and that should be enough to seal the deal. And mm. obviously that's a shame for EG if they start getting into shape now and start being competitive without necessarily dominating the region, is that if they do their quote-unquote usual performance in NA now, it won't be enough. Because they've had seasons... They've generally lost one series, I, I want to say, right? They've gone like 7-1. and one. Uh, yep, multiple time. times losing one series to Quincy or one series to Undying or whatever and it's not going to cut it now you just need to be better um, which is a tough ask yeah, people love have, to shit yeah. on NA or whatever and I get it because there's a lot of teams in NA that are kind of placeholdery but among the top teams in NA they are very competitive and nobody is a walk over there so 
Yeah, but I think the silver lining for NA, like I said, the short term, a new team will go to the major. Even if it's Undying Quincy Crew, I guess did Quince, did Undying go to a major? I don't. They went to TI, but not a major. I don't yeah. think so. I think they only went to TI. So that's more experience. Quince has been them. to two majors, I think. Uh, so it it could end up working out in the long run, but yeah, EG not looking good. And then when you go to EU, uh, Team Liquid currently in terms of series undefeated, they are looking very strong with Matu heading the way as the position yep. one. Uh, and O that's the biggest surprise though is OG being second right now. They look quite OG great. Good. They look really good. And then I guess the quote unquote surprises. Uh, I mean, Tundra's still top four. Team Tickles is in that same position of top four. That's the team with. Uh, it's basically the Viking squad for the most part. Viking plus uh, <clears throat> some of Viking and some of Hellbear Smashers, right? Yeah, a little combination of the two. Yep. And then it's followed by Secret Alliance. So Alliance Secrets looked okay, and like that's the one roster. I don't care how badly they do if they do badly at all. That's in my opinion the best roster on paper in the entire world right now for Dota. So I'm not really worried about them getting th- their things together. Uh, and then Alliance, which is a team I had high promise for, I I thought that they would do a little bit better than this, but they're not doing super great. But it's really Enigma Galaxy bottom two that have not looked good at all by the way the scary the scary thing about eu right now is that it looks like either alliance or enigma are going to get relegated right that's true the other team being cool guys is almost a lock they're zero and four and when you see the games they are just not as good as the rest and they have some really tough opponents to come they're playing secret uh and tundra still and enigma as their final game Um, is there a team that you think it's worse for the region to lose does that make sense? And like an Enigma in Division One, Enigma or Alliance, if you if you choose the two, like both staples. One Ti, I guess Enigma, they're Ti winners as Liquid, but and they kind of represent the Middle East, right. which is a big deal. And then Alliance, a lot of history there. I think strictly from a fan perspective and fan interest, the worst team to lose in the division is Enigma because they represent uh, the Mena region, right? Yeah, Middle East. They're the only team with players from the Middle East. Um, so that would be bigger. Like Alliance obviously has a really strong fan culture and a strong brand name, uh, and a lot of fans, but those fans also like the regions that those players are, are from, there's plenty of other teams that you can cheer for instead, right? If you get, if you get what I mean. Um, so I think, I think that would be the biggest shame overall in terms of like, like just viewer numbers or whatever, uh, would be losing Nygma. At the same time, it's also like no matter which of these teams gets relegated, it's kind of a big story, right? So that's yeah. probably going to generate a lot of a lot of hype in a way, especially Time when to... they get close to relegation. Those series are going to be hype as all hell mm-hmm. um, if they're on the backs against the wall. Um, but yeah, true. overall, EU, like you said, Liquid are looking great. OG is kind of a Western Europe spirit for me, not in terms of play style, but if you look at player composition, right? Very young players with an experienced captain. And then they do have Taiga as well, who is pretty experienced at this point, but in the grand scheme of things, still a relatively inexperienced player compared to the old guard, right? Mm-hmm. This is just high MMR, young players that are super driven and motivated, playing with an experienced captain in Misha. And it's working, similar to how it did for Spirit at TI. So that recipe seems to be at least successful sometimes, um, which is interesting to see. 
Let me ask you something. Random ass question. Mm-hmm. You know how much I don't like casting Nigma because of their name, and it just mm-hmm. stresses me out. Do you think people would get upset if I called them NGX? Because it's Nigma Galaxy now. NGX does kind of make sense. Do you think people could rally behind that? Because <laughs> that would that would really make my job a lot easier, if you know what I mean. I, I mean, I don't mind. They've let us know me. in the comments, guys. Really interested to know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Any other regions? No matter what you got from this episode, make sure you write in the comments. I hate if you don't <laughs> call Nigma Nigma in the. Comments. I mean, okay. NGX. It's a cool. I think that's a cool acronym. Anyway, like it sounds it's good. Cool. Yeah, it is good. So. Uh, I'll take the cut of any monetary value you get from that uh, acronym in the future. Thank you. Okay. Uh, any other DPC stuff you want to talk about, or shall we move on? I think we shall move on. We have plenty to talk about still. We do. Next thing on the list is Ag's Labyrinth balance changes, which we're not really going to go over all this stuff at all, but tons of heroes buffed for the most part, and tons of bosses yeah. nerfed for the most part. Very minor, but a ton of them. They do add up. Have you they gotten to play a bunch of Ag's Labyrinth, and what are your thoughts now a week later? I've only played a couple of games, and I've only played the lowest difficulty. Why? Uh, What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. I'm just weird, I guess. I do really enjoy it. We should play, though. I, I really love fun. it. I have only played two games in a week, and my entire life revolves around Dota, by the way. Only played two games. I love it, though. You make no sense. What is wrong no. with you? Relax. I love a lot of things, or like a lot of things. You can't like all things equally. That's not true. You um, like just Dota. That's okay. it. Shannon, Your life the is problem, Dota. Okay. On my stream, a couple of times in the last few streams I've had. First of all, I didn't stream the last two days. But okay. when I've asked any subscribers want to play Aghanim's Labyrinth, there's been like one guy saying yes, five guys saying sorry, send, we're at work. And other people saying, lol, I uninstalled Dota three years ago. So I didn't really get people to play with when I tried. Wait, um, you're saying you don't have friends to play with? Yes, I don't have friends in general, <laughs> Shannon. They mm-hmm. all left me. They gave up on me when I started playing Dota a lot. And they quit Aghanim's Labyrinth. Why don't you play with your Dota peers? You have thousands of people that would want to play with yeah, you. Yeah, I could do that, but then I didn't. So, And that's because <clears throat> I love Aghanim's Labyrinth. God, you you are truly an enigma. I, I actually don't understand what the hell goes through that head of yours. It makes no. zero logic. So in all seriousness, though, like it's been, it's a fun mode. Um, when I stream, I generally just play ranked, and then I would play maybe one game of Aghanim's Labyrinth or two at the end of the stream. And if there wasn't very much interest, then I would just play Hades instead. So okay. that's what well, I did. Hades is better. I will agree. It is until you've beaten it, and then. Here, you get a little. Oh, sick. it's still better. <clears throat> okay. It just keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. All right. Well, my yeah. impression of Ag's Labyrinth. Uh, I mean, it's if fun. you guys, how many? Which difficulty have you beaten? That's a good question. I think <clears throat> the farthest I've gotten is the end boss of the third run. Okay. A lot of the people I play with a decent amount don't play a ton of Dota these days, so it's you know it can be difficult. But it's just for fun. It's not like, you know, it's not super try hard or anything like that. But um, my impression right now, eh, maybe it's changed a little bit. I think the mode is a little bit too grindy because it's an eight-week period, right, that you're supposed to be playing this, which 
it does have a lot of replay value, of course. And it started out way too difficult. It's gotten a little bit easier. Uh, and a lot of the unlocks you get, they're somewhat helpful. But it feels like it's too grindy in the fact that if you want to get the heroes you want to play, it's annoying because you got to grind, grind, grind to get the shards to be able to unlock them. So I think, and I, I know this is something that's literally never going to happen, but it would have been really good for me since I upgraded my battle pass to level 200. If, you know, those certain levels you get where you unlock a random hero in Agnum's Labyrinth, if you just get to choose which one you want. Yeah. Because I just got a bunch of garbage that I don't want to play. But Doesn't the mean problem with that, Shannon, is that yes. that is not a loot box. And we don't like rewards that are not loot boxes in 2021. Yeah. Everything needs to be casino. I know. It makes me I sad. think what Valve should try is they should do a... Instead of having fixed level packs, they should do a mystery level pack where you roll how many levels you get mm. when you buy it. Get a random number of levels. Great. You should I'll apply come. for a job at Valve. Have you thought about that before? They probably pay a little bit better than the podcast. Uh, I did, but then they said they were going to pay me a random salary, and then I was unsure mm. if that was the right job for me. So You get to open a loot box, though, physically. Yeah. Every month, open a loot box <laughs> for your salary. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, yes. overall impression. I mean, Ag's Labyrinth is very good overall. There's a couple minor gripes. I've been really frustrated with <laughs> the trap levels oh, because really? the oh, pathing really. makes me rage uh-huh. so hard. I cannot stand the pathing in this I game. I totally see you fucking up on the trap The levels. pathing makes me so angry. I made a statement today <laughs> on stream, which probably isn't true, but I exclaimed at the top of my lungs, Heroes of New Earth, which was made 15 years ago, has better pathing than Dota 2, which might be true. I don't know. But I was really angry. And I think part of it is because the terrain, the ones that they use, it's just it's hard to differentiate like high ground, low ground sometimes. Right. So I'm just clicking on some random ass shit that I couldn't it just makes me go backwards or something. It's ugh, it makes me so angry. I didn't find the trap levels that challenging. Are, how many are there? There's one per tier, right? Sorry, did did you say you, you only played the first level of Agnum's Labyrinth? I played all of the traps, I think. There's one per world, right? Or per act. But they get harder. Yeah, I played one in Act 1, one in Act 2, and one in Act 3. There's no other trap levels, is there? I don't know. Are they I harder at higher levels? I haven't of memorized them. Of course they're harder. Megas what or mean? whatever. Why wouldn't they be harder? All right, I'm making an assumption that they're harder. Well, I don't know why they wouldn't be. What's the point, then? There's two per act, Chad is saying. Okay, I think I've maybe played... I think I've only played one of each. The one I played in Act 3 had a shitload of swinging axes. Okay, that's that's a great anyway, description. I think that's the name just, of the level. Uh, like a shitload of swinging axes. Yeah. Okay, okay, so people are saying they get harder as you up the difficulty of the game itself. Shock. I've only played them on level one. So yes, as you've established, a week after uh, it's come out. Anyway, <sighs> overall, quite. Jen good. and I watched The Witcher. You have to be proud of me. <laughs> That's true. That's all you did. Okay. It took you a whole week to watch eight I, episodes. I didn't, I didn't play Axe Labyrinth. I watched The Witcher <laughs> seven times in the last I don't know what you do all, all day. I rewatched <laughs> it seven times, all just right. like you do with every show. Well, that's not that fast, but sure, yeah. All right, next hmm. thing on the list, the SAP segment has come. Just kidding. The SAP segment's not yet. I skipped ahead, everybody. It'll come <laughs> <Agitated>. eventually. <laughs> I debated. 
I forgot to say, of course, that this episode is sponsored, as you can see below me, by the King of the Pool Tournament, the Ability Draft Guys. This is actually the first episode we've had three sponsors. It's crazy with both of the graphics below. That is an achievement unlocked uh, for me Good and job. Sandra. Yes. So I'll read what they wrote, and then we can talk about it a bit. But I'll show you my draft if you show me yours in the King of the Pool League. Come join other competitive Ability Draft players starting on January 5th. Team up and battle it out with up to 16 others for six weeks of Swiss groups. And if you're skilled enough, six weeks of eight teams dueling in a double limb playoffs with six teams each, taking home a slice of the 2,500 prize pool per region. Register your team now and join the fight every Wednesday to find out who is king of the pool. So in the YouTube description, I will have these links. And if you're live in chat, I will copy paste them as well. It's going to be the league registration link the league details so you can learn more. And then in the YouTube video, we'll have that Discord uh, link as well. So you guys can, if you're just ability draft players in general and you want people to communicate with, that's a handy place to have it. But it's cool to have a sponsor of like homegrown Dota community for a good cause. I mean, ability draft is, well, it's not curing cancer, (laughs) a good cause, but it's Ability draft is a cool mode, and I really hope that yep. it kind of gains a little bit more traction. So, if you guys are interested in taking part in that tournament, then check out the link and have fun. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. January fifth deadline. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure if I talked about this last week, but there's a couple of the, especially Purge is really into this game mode. Um, yep. So I know there's among the talent there are players that really enjoy this. Um, I haven't played it too much myself, much like Agnim's Labyrinth, but no, it just came out a week ago, uh, Ability Draft, so very new. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, it's, uh, it's very different. So if you're not familiar with the mode, what basically happens, I think a lot of people who play Dota regularly have never played this because it's not, it's not as popular as it should be, basically. Um, the game starts, you get assigned a random hero, and then uh, everybody has a, a random hero, so there's 10 in the pool, and then there's a... T- their abilities are just shuffled into a pool, and then you start picking spells. Um, so you, it's, like it's kind of like build a, it's of. it's like build a bear, but with spells. Right. So you try to build your own hero, and every time an ability gets picked, someone it's gone out of the pool, and you have it as the only player. Uh, so it becomes its own like meta game with okay, what spells are the best, and can I pick spells in combination that are broken together like. Sticky napalm and something that has a very low cooldown, so Were I you, can constantly deal damage. Stuff did you like that. play with me in the ability draft? Was it you that we gave up rearm and sunstrike? Yeah, we, we, we played against a player with rearm sunstrike. That was very <laughs> sad. Uh, that I mean, game was over pretty quick. He got ags and then we lost. Yep. So it just ended. He just stood yeah. in the fountain. I mean, got, those combos don't happen all too often. It's just you have to be extraordinarily bad at drafting, which of course we were. But. Yep. It's a and right we of played passage. against the best team in Europe in Ability Sup- Draft, I think. Supposedly. But yeah, they, they, they sure looked like That's it. the thing. When you queue Ability Draft, it uses your Dota MMR. So <laughs> it, it, it's... And this is a very different game. You can be very good at Dota and very bad at Ability Draft. And vice versa, actually. Um, yeah. So it's a very interesting mode. Anyway, you should definitely check it out. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the idea that uh, smaller... A smaller group is passionate about this and wants to, you know, run a tournament and shed some light on a less popular mode. It kind of reminds me of what we did with Captain's Draft to an extent that we 
we thought that was a cool mode and had something to show that was more interesting than CM. Mm -hmm. And people loved that. So I hope they're going to love this too. Yep. So yep, January 5th. Check out the links. All right, next thing on the list, there is a collector's cash vote in the Dota client, Cinderin. And I've taken the liberty of going through them and picking a few that I thought either I really liked or were very controversial. So I thought we'd play a little game here, okay, if you turn on the stream for yourself. So I'm going to show you a picture of a set. You tell me if I think... Or so you tell me if you think that I love it or yes. hate it or if I just picked it because it's controversial. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. you got three choices here. Okay, every set that's controversial you have liked so far. So Okay. That's the same category. So would you rather it be don't like and like? No, it's <laughs> you basically just agree. <laughs> Don't like or uh, like. You set you set the rules. You put you set this up. So all right. Make the rules. How about this? It's a like, don't like, and then you can add an addendum, like a an extra controversial. Okay. Okay. Fair. All yep. right. So again, this is for video watchers. Apologies to the uh audio listeners. First set, <clears throat> Chaos Knight. Some of these, of course, have been from past chests, and we right. may or may not have talked about them. Let's see. If you remember my reaction. You very like this, and you don't think it's controversial. Okay, and what are your thoughts on it? I like it. Um, It's a bit hard to tell what it's going to look like in-game, but from that picture, right? But I think this is... I think it fits the character, so I think it's cool. All right. Correct answer. Ding, ding, ding. I love this set. Very high detail to it. Very well done. Okay, next on the list, Cinderin, is Broodmother. Your thoughts on this one? You don't like this, and it is controversial. Actually, that goes against what I said before we started, but I think you don't like it. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. I absolutely fucking hate this absolute complete dog shit set that looks like they never finished texturing it. They just half baked it in whatever 3D modeler and they forgot to texture like, oh, we, we got to the deadline. I just submit what I have. And somehow people love this. How? This looks like garbage. Garbage. Your thoughts? It, so I think from the <laughs> screenshots I've seen, I think it looks better in game. But I think why a lot of people like it is that it feels so, how to say, that it is terrifying because of its realism of how much it looks like a Black Widow. And I okay. also feel, I'm actually surprised that Valve put this up for a vote just because when it comes to arachnophobia, I think it makes a difference for people. I can't speak from my own experience. I don't have it, but I think it makes a clear difference for how people instinctively react that you can tell that it's a video game spider versus a real spider. And if the video game spider starts looking too much like a real spider, it can. It, I would imagine this could be a trigger for people um, with wow. that condition. Okay. I wasn't so expecting I, I there. thought they weren't going to put, put it in the game for that reason. Like It looks too much like a real spider um, wow. in-game. On this screenshot, it obviously doesn't look too much like a real spider, but... And that's why a lot of people love it and why it's controversial because they're like, oh, hell yeah, I can't wait to attack people and scare the shit out of them. But like, it, it doesn't look like a video game spider, I'm, I think. 
I, I don't really like this. Set. So you don't like it either. So I'm going to pull a Cinderin card, everybody. This does not fit Dota at all. Mm. Like, if we're going to go, if this is going to get in, then what's stopping us from making just ultra realistic sets then? Like, then there's no art style to it, really, right? Like, Pudge can just right. be a fucking literal alcoholic, cannibal, cannibal alcoholic. I mean, that actually sounds good now that I think about it. Um, but th- this just looks like shit. It, it's less it's less about it fitting in Dota that bothers me, although I don't think it fits in Dota. I think it also just looks... I'm not even afraid of spiders. Like, it's... I don't know. I, I'm, right. I'm just... This is one thing that I'm shocked that people like. I'm shocked. So it's going to get in because it's controversial. That's my guess. Next, Bristleback. You like this because you're weird. Okay. And what do That's you my think? Guess. What do you think? I think it's funny. And speaking of what doesn't fit in, I think a a chic bristleback that hits people with literal fruit is probably not on my list of things that fit in Dota. Wait, is that is a cactus a fruit? Am I an idiot? Is it a cactus? <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't that a cactus? I don't know. The thing, the thing he has on his chain looks more like a, a mango with metal <laughs> spikes. It doesn't look like I mean, a cactus. I live in the Arizona. That looks like a cactus. I live in Arizona. That looks like a cactus to me. But Okay. Well, cactus <laughs> is a fruit now. And yeah, I don't know. But I'm sure you like this. I, I feel like it's a bit... Of course. It's great. It's... It looks like a fucking wizard or like a Middle Eastern wizard with a cactus on it. Why like, it's does great. Bristle look like a Middle Eastern <laughs> wizard? Yeah, because he's awesome. Like Bristle has the, the coolest personality in Dota, or one of them at least. So he can look crazy, and I'm fine with it. Of course, you could say that for anybody. Okay. Yeah. looks crazy. I love Can't this. Can't say one. I'm surprised. Next. Dude, anything with Middle Eastern theme, you know I'm going to like anyway. So, All right, next is Clockwork. We already talked about this one, but you can... Yeah, it's dope, and you love it, and it's not controversial. And I like it a lot, too. Next. All right. Very, very good. Very good set. If this doesn't get in, I will be very set. I it's mean, will you so equip cool. this fully? You're a clockwork player. Uh, I might. I think I'll probably use the cogs I have. Still. I mean, let's be real. This is, an, this is an ultra rare, sadly. It, it is probably... I'm going to guess this set will get in and will be a rare, actually. Just a rare. Wow. I think so. I don't know. You can't see the particles on here, but if it doesn't have a lot of particles, it will never be an ultra rare. So, Senator, let me give you a little uh, education here. The, Valve okay. puts the particles in after they voted. So, what particles are they going to put on this though? It, they could do anything. I don't know. He could that shit out correct. fire. He could yeah, literally it's an shit ultra fire. Rare. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I still think there's another one that would be an ultra rare. Like maybe the Chaos Knight we just saw would <laughs> be right. an ultra rare. Yeah, Next. that's true. I could see that. Next is Ancient Apparition. I can't decide if this is a chef or someone from the KKK. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, now I'm afraid to give my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, now I don't know what I think anymore either, actually. No. Uh... I like the book. I don't like the headgear very much, uh, as you might have guessed based on my comment, but 
the the book is really cool uh how like you're basically covering up a lot of AA's identity with this, right? Like, I think the frozen shards that AA has around its shoulders and head are really cool. And I, this isn't the first cosmetic that does that, I think, by the way, covering that up. But um, I think it's a bit of a shame, like, how, how much this covers. And I would love if there were, like, at least shards coming through the shoulders or whatever. They were, like, shredded or a little bit torn, okay. a little bit imperfect, if that makes sense. Um, sure. So. so what what do you think I think? I think I think you like this primarily because of the book and I don't think it's controversial despite what I just said because okay. that was just a joke. Man, and you nobody are nobody else sees that in this picture. You are on fire, Cinder. I love this set. So everything you just said about AA is what I hate about AA sets actually. They're all there the same. Go. They're all jagged, they're all the same bullshit. This one's completely different. He has a fucking oh, like, grimoire book, which is great. It's an apparition, Shannon. Apparitions. I don't care if he's. If uh, apparitions wear clothes, they're rags, right? This is too. It looks too polished for an AA. That's not an apparition's me. clothing. I don't care about lore at all, as you might have Even already guessed. Even the book has perfect pages. Why aren't they torn a little? No, bit? they Come look. On. They look a little worn. Uh, this thing that doesn't Hello. show, he has a, okay. a lock on his back, which looks really cool. I actually don't know what this is supposed to be. I like it. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. The only AA set I've ever seen that I actually liked. So that's why I put this in here. All right, next. Okay, what is the hat to you? Is he a chef? He's a chef. He's a chef reading the recipe book. Okay. That's fine. A chef, that, even better. That actually makes me like it more. All right, Razor. Uh, looks like Heroes of the Storm, so you probably love it. Um, let me think. Nah, I actually don't think you like this, and I don't think it's controversial. Incorrect. You like this. Okay, so here's the thing. I, now that I look at the picture, it looks pretty bad in this picture. I promise you, if you see it in game, it looks very good it's extremely okay. well made it does look like shit in this picture i agree and the creator of it is from the ho ho clan so he's definitely getting it our guild he's definitely getting it in at christmas okay well great yeah love this razor again one of those heroes that generally has pretty boring sets and this one spices it up a bit i like it next rubik I feel like we've reviewed this in yes, a previous we have. episode or whatever. You like it. And I do think it is controversial. But you like it. Do you like it? Not really. Really? Ding, 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 by the way. You got that correct as usual. Great set. Terrific set. Why don't you like it? How is it controversial at all? I disagree with uh, you on that one. A lot of people think unicorns aren't real. So, but this that breaks yeah. the immersion. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's not realistic. I think it's cool. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the best Rubik set. By any, I mean, it's the best Rubik set in this cache, but not the no, best that they've so, ever made. I I don't know. I feel like how to explain it. It's like it's good for what it is, but I don't. I just don't like this kind of outfit. On this character, but at the same time, it if it fits on anyone in Dota, it would be Rubik, right? Well, that's why it would fit, isn't it? 
Yeah, if it were to fit on anyone, it would be Rubik, but I still like, don't think it fits. If Rubik but it's was the, the best chef, one you could put this on. If Rubik was the chef, that would be okay with me too, Sindarin. Yeah, you would also be okay with Bristleback, who's like an Australian brawler yeah. being... Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern guy throwing around cacti. So right. it needs to stray really far from identity before you think it doesn't fit. Such as Broodmother, instead of being a spider, being a spider. That's where you draw the line. But, yeah, I hated that. Yeah. Hated yeah. it. All okay. right, next. Ogre Magi wearing the Jakiro costume. And I think we've talked about this, but go ahead. I, this is one of the most polarizing sets for me because I don't know. Like, I think it's it's really funny, but it's also... <laughs> it's like... It's not really good, is it now? It's just funny. <laughs> I I think this is a very controversial one, and I think you do like it because it's clowny, but I don't think it's that good myself. It's... Con- so... I actually, so I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. Mm. I'm kind of neutral. Okay. It's whatever. I, it is hilarious. And I understand both sides. I, I actually mm. understand both sides. I, it, it's so fucking stupid, which makes me yeah. like it. But it's also literally looks like Jakiro from above to some if degree. If anyone in Dota were to wear a clowny costume like this, it would be Ogre. Yeah. Do you know uh, why? Because uh, he's an idiot. He's the only other hero with two heads, so he's the only one who could wear it. Yes, correct. Good answer. Oh, I thought you were going to say, have a penis joke. All right. Mm, yes. Next, Chen. Um, this is actually very lore accurate. This is the final boss of the StarCraft II campaign. Oh, okay. Um, very good. Protoss? Okay, you... You don't like this, and I don't either. Wrong. This looks fucking amazing. What are you talking about? This is amazing. What the hell? This is the know, best just, Chen set of I all guess time. It's just wish, I guess it's just wishful thinking, I it's guess. It's a fucking crocodile. Who doesn't like crocodiles? They're a cool animal, Cinderin. It's cool. That's the best looking mount I- for Chen. I mean, this here, okay. nobody gives a shit okay. about this here, and somebody took the time to make a set that looks badass. I think I can very simply say what I dislike about this. It's too much of the same color, and it's too busy. That's my opinion. Okay, I could see the too much the I, same I don't know. Color. Maybe it looks really good in game, but like from this itself, I think it's, it's just, it's, it ends up being a little bit bland because it's too much of the same color. Like make the purple more vibrant, make the gold have different shading. It, oh, some, it looks a little bit. Somebody makes a good point. If you use the crocodile creeps that I use in game, oh. Cinderin, it synergizes with Chen. Other people are right. also saying this is an alligator and not a crocodile. And I actually don't remember the difference between the two. I just say crocodile every time. So I'm just going to continue to say crocodile. Uh, mm. I think it looks very cool. And this is, it's funny because you know if this gets in, it's 100% not going to be an ultra rare. Have you ever seen a Chen set be even a rare to begin with? Have you ever seen a Chen set? Period. Yeah, that, yeah that's that's a better point. Okay. Have next you ever seen Chen? Is Lich. Uh, okay. My track record is still pretty good. You don't like this. And it's not controversial. 
I think this is very controversial. You are wrong on both. Wait. Yes. Wait. You say I don't like this? Mm-hmm. All right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But this is 100% controversial. There's no way. This literally looks like Oracle. You, Cinder, oh, yeah. That's actually true. You're right. Cinderin, this is your here. This is like the. This is where you're supposed to go on a rant, the typical Cinderin bullshit rant about things not fitting in Dota. Yeah. It's literally Oracle. And as we know, Oracle does not fit in Dota. So. Well, not as Lich. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of Egyptian-themed sets, isn't there? Yeah. This is like the scarabs, the... Yeah. Is that the pen, the thing he has around his waist? Is that... I want to say that's Ra's symbol. Is that... That was very incorrect. It's not Ra. Okay, anyway. We're... Let, let's continue. It's just it. an ankh, but who is it that has an ankh in the lore? I don't know. Egyptian anyway, whatever. Okay, I'm not a fan. And then the last set, Cinderin, is a clockwork, which is a, it's like a casino jester, and you can see the cogs is <laughs> a jack-in-the-box, as you can see here. What are your thoughts on this guy? The cost. Uh, I think this is really funny, and this is everything I would expect out of a cosmetic in a different video game in the same genre. <laughs> I don't like it for Dota, but it's funny. And what do you think I think? That's the game. I think you absolutely love this, but you still think the dinosaur is better. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, I wouldn't say I love it. it I think it's pretty good. It looks the again the picture doesn't really do very good justice. Same with the the cogs, but uh, definitely out of the box a bit. But I like I like out of the, out box. Of the box as you clever. Know. All right, next thing on the list is the SAP segment. We are going long oh, we tonight. Do have it. SAP segment, and this is a double whammy, Cinderin, because I may have fucked up last time. You may. And Given you an incorrect question, therefore getting me negative points. But SAP, as you guys probably already know already, has been partnering with us for a long time now. Uh, they're an enterprise software company that brings their expertise via analytics in esports. So I can't even keep track of the weeks. This is like week 11 or something like that, and neither of us have gotten have a no question correct. So would you like me to go first or yes. second? I'm going to get one today. I have two chances. I actually do think you're going to get one today. You said that last week. But then your question was wrong. I, re <laughs> I really think you're going to get one correct this time. All right. Okay. I, the double question is two questions. So let's start with the first. What is the most bought shard in ticketed games? And I'm talking about the total number of shards purchased okay. on the hero. Is it Snapfire? Luna? Pangolier? Grimstroke. Oh, these are good options. So Luna only buys it as carry. Snap buys it as support. Pango buys it as both. And Grim doesn't really play core that much. But it's just total number of purchases. Total number. So it's also about how popular the hero is. That's right. It's not going to be Grim then. Pango, Luna, or... What was the last one? Snapfire, Luna, Pangolier, Pango, Grimstroke. I'm going to say Pangolier. Incorrect. It was Grimstroke. The first thing you made. 
Grim isn't even that popular. So like, Snapfire had 1,386 purchases. Luna, 928. That was kind of a red herring. Pango, oh, wait, it was ticketed games. I was thinking of, okay, that's my Pango, answer. 1457, and Grimstroke, 1534. Oh, it was actually pretty close, and it I got the second close. highest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tango okay, was a, a lot guess. of my logic was good, but it was obviously All right, only so that made up for last week. So now we're on the same uh, good job. playing field. What is... I feel like this one is where I'm going to get it wrong. Or you're going to get it correct. Okay. The highest shard buy rate percentage. So the percentage time somebody buys a shard yeah. in a ticketed game. Yes. Dawnbreaker. Pangolier. Snapfire, Grimstroke. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> uh, percentage. <laughs> Dawnbreaker, Pangolier, Snapfire, Grimstroke. It's Pangolier. Incorrect. <laughs> yes. Uh, Grimstroke thirteen point seven three percentage. Snapfire twenty point zero five. Pangolier twenty point three. Dawnbreaker twenty three point four four percent by quite a long shot. Actually, obviously Dawn. not as many games. I was thinking about it, but it's like it's the shard is not okay. It is good, but... I don't know what the huh. stats are for getting this many incorrect, but it's it's below 1%, well below 1% now. Yeah, yeah we're, we're starting to approach 0.1% now. The, if we the universe might not answer. exist if we keep going, is what I'm trying to say, but go ahead. I think what I'm trying to say is that our analysis is so bad that it's actually really impressive we have a job that has That's to do true. with Dota. Yeah. Especially me, I guess. All right, Shannon, here's my question for you. The wording is a little bit convoluted, so... And I know you're not very good at English, but I'll try to make it. I'm just going to pick a random one anyway. Go ahead. In the bottom five hero win rates, 7.07 7 uh, plus, how many heroes are of the most represented attribute? So bottom five win rates, the stat, the main attribute that is mostly there among those top bottom five, how many of that is there? Does that make sense? No. Okay. There are three attributes in Dota, Shannon. Yes, There's strength, agility, and intelligence. Wait, are you okay. going to tell me which is the most? Your options are two, three, four, or five. In the bottom five, how many are oh, there okay. of the same attribute, which is the one that there is most of? Of most in the bottom five. What, yeah. What's the what's the beginning part again? The the bottom five is in what? the bottom five hero win rates of seven win rates. zero seven plus win rates. Yeah. Do I get bonus points if I get the attribute? Um, <clears throat> no, because you got minus one point last week for reading your question or making an invalid question. All right, I'm going to say four. That's my lucky number. And which one? Int does have the most to choose from. Agility feels like the least pick, though. I'll go agility, four. You are correct. It is four. Are you baiting me? Are you baiting? No, it is correct. Yes! You've got a cor we got a correct yes! answer. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Gavin. 
Oh my god. Oh. It is strength. Oh well. Oh, that's All surprising. Right, so oh my god. I I wanna give you a little oh. bit of a or how to say a little bit of a bonus here. Okay. Uh so now that you know its strength, try to guess you get there's no bonus points. I'm just curious what you think. Who do you think would be those strength heroes? They're all the bottom four win rate, by the way. The fifth lowest is Sniper. Who do you think would be among the bottom four win rates as strength heroes? Oh, God. Um, let's say Alchemist. No. Let's, <laughs> let's say... Don't tell me you're just going through them alphabetically. Then I'm going to stop. No, I'm not doing alphabetically. Okay. Uh, God, Lifesteal is really bad, but I don't know if it's, like, bottom five bad. Um, Remember, it's history since 7.07. Yeah, it's so been a it's long time. It's about, like, time. who's consistently not been amazing. Well, you know, I'm just going to put a random one, Undying, because I hate that hero. No. Nope. Just, okay, good. Uh, shit. Lifestealer is Night under Stalker. Also not. Okay, you're not doing very well at this. Maybe Wait, I shouldn't Wait, I get two system. more. Hold on. Huskar. Okay, okay, okay. Also not. And of course, you can't have a lineup without. Uh... You know what? Even though it's good lately, I'm going to say Spirit Breaker. Also not there. Okay, good great. job. So Thank you. you got to guess five times among all strength heroes, and you hit none of them. None of the four. Okay. Lowest win rate all time, or well, since 7.07 plus in Pro Dota, Bristleback, 43.37%. Wow. Then comes Axe. At forty-four point eighty-two, Underlord at forty-five point eleven, yeah, and finally, sense. your favorite hero, Dawnbreaker, forty-five point two. Okay, Dawnbreaker and Underlord make sense. Yeah, yeah, I th I think they make sense. Actually, Bristleback, when you think about it, is very polarizing. That one's surprising. But Axe is surprising as well. Worse than I, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, let's. You got off, a correct uh, answer. I'm so I proud know. of you. I. I'm proud of myself. Holy I'm going to sleep well tonight. It's almost a shame, really. I'm like, I'm happy and sad at the same time because it was like, how long well, can we keep the record going? But you, you shouldn't it. be happy because now I'm beating you. And you didn't randomly select. No, That's now true. you have zero points because you got minus one last time. So we're even. Shut up. All right. So for okay. the community question, if you guys remember, the question was, in what match did somebody do the most damage? Uh, the exact amount was what? Uh... 5,185, I believe. So the correct answer from the community <clears throat> was B, which was about 25% of the people, and B, of course, was the hero, which is PA. I thought that was a bait that it was PA. I thought it was oh, for sure not I really PA. thought it was Rubik. So it was Phantom Assassin. It was in a match for the Moon Studio Mid-Autumn League, it was a Skyrath mage from Trust who had minus 22 armor because of Slaughter, Ult, and Assault. He got damaged for 5,185. The attacking player was Summer from Team Magma, playing PA. He critted for 3,046 with Desolator and the minus 3 armor talent, which resulted in the ridiculous crit where he just gets deleted off the map. So. 5k damage in one <laughs> The Skyrath so, could have three hearts and get one shot. So congratulations to those that went oh, with the PA for that time. Okay, so the next question for next week, everybody, uh, comes from... Let me see if I can zoom in here. My goodness, this is small. That's what she said. Uh, Janos Kiss and Max 
Talk. It's very blurry. I'm sorry if I messed up your names. Who both asked basically the same question. What is the hero hit percentage on Pudge's hook ability? Which I didn't think this was even going to be possible to do. <clears throat> so how much percent of hooks thrown by Pudge will hit a hero, whether it be an ally or enemy? So your guys' options Ooh. are A, B, C, D. So A, 37%. B, 47%. C, 57%. Or D, 67%. So all the data is coming from patch 7.00 and beyond. And it does not include Rubik hooks, just Mr. Putka. So if you want to take part, uh, be sure to, in the comments of the YouTube video, type in the hashtag SAP Esports and then the answer, and we'll give shout outs as they will come. So, with that in mind, Cinder, what are you going to go with? Since we don't know. So, the, the fact that it's enemy and ally, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I feel like when I play Pudge, I hit almost every hook. And the ones I miss are because my ally walks in front of my hook as I'm throwing it, right? Okay. So. Almost every hook you hit, really? I'm, I'm amazing, Shannon. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay, um, so what's your answer? How many get blocked? Okay. Wait, so this is for Pro Dota? <clears throat> Ticketed games, I believe. Ticketed games, that matters a lot because the pudges are better, right? I'm yeah. going to say B47%. Okay. Because then I'm, the teammates are also better at not blocking. I'm going to say B48%. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to go with C57%. Maybe one of us will be right. So, yeah, let us know in the comments. And of course, as always, if you click the link in the description for SAP, it helps us. Thank you. Thank you. And let's move on to a couple short oh. topics. Cinder, since we are way over time. Okay. But these are very important. The first one is apparent CSGO drama. So ESL ended up uh, announcing, I'll just read their tweet. As part of GG for All, today we're launching the women's CSGO circuit featuring $500,000 in prize money across regular tournaments and events, including a dedicated women's player council and talent development program. So first thing that comes to mind is that's great. Yep. But of course, somehow it turns into kind of drama. I'm not going to name names, but some personalities from the CSGO scene not too happy with it, which kind of illustrates the issue <laughs> in a nutshell. <clears throat> um, I think this is great, though. because I And I think a big reason that this is ESL doing, not Val, but I think a big reason this is a new initiative that they're trying to push is because Valorant is doing such a good job with including um, women in everything yep. that they do. It's a big part of their uh, like their push on esports in general. So generally speaking, I mean, this goes without saying. I, well, I shouldn't say it goes without saying. Apparently it doesn't. But if there's a certain demographic that are not gaming for whatever reason, it's a good idea to cater stuff to them in order to grow that scene. And as we know, women in... It's not just Counter-Strike in games in general, but Counter-Strike specifically is quite bad. A lot of toxicity. It's very hard to actually become pro. And it has nothing to do with the fact that, I mean, it's basically the toxicity keeping them at bay, essentially, is the way that I look at it. So this is really cool. And I'm hoping, like, is there a reason we haven't seen this in Dota? 
as much. We've seen a little bit, but it hasn't been like a big push or anything. Dota is, of course, a less popular game, let's say, than CSGO. Mm-hmm. Like, Counter-Strike is easier to play with, like, friends, just on a casual basis, I would say. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why this is... I mean, I know why it's way better in Valorant, because, like you said, it's specifically because the developers from the beginning have been, you know, putting a lot of effort into inclusiveness in that regard. Mm-hmm. And it's also something Riot have been doing more of in League. Um, in both CSGO and Dota, like Valve have never done anything like this to any extent that I can remember at all. They just don't touch that uh, discussion in any way. Um, and it's obviously also not Valve here. It's ESL. <clears throat> why that is the case in Dota or CS, aside from Valve not doing anything, I don't know Like why other independent organizers wouldn't do it compared to in those other games. Like... I don't know if our like distribution of uh, of gender is different. Like if it's if Dota is more of a of a guys game than CS is, relatively speaking, like number of players, whatever interest in the in watching. Um, but so like I don't have a good answer for that. I don't like even have a theory. But I'm just happy to see this. I think it's great. Um, so hope it turns and out good. Not to focus <clears throat> on the negative, but. Mm-hmm. It made me, and this is just looking at from a selfish standpoint, like my current, like my life in general, my career choices, it mm. makes me really happy that I chose Dota based on, because the people Did that we work what, with. you chose what, sorry? You liked for me. That I chose Dota to work in. Because oh. the talent that we work with, like pretty much, I want to say it, at this point, for sure, everybody's kind of on the same page with what is acceptable and it falls in line with my ideology on life. And if I had chosen, I could have easily chosen Counter-Strike. Like to this day, like I haven't played CSGO in eight years, but Counter-Strike as a whole, I promise you, I played two to three times more hours than Dota still. Like I played, like I'm an OG fucking Counter-Strike player. And I could have easily chosen to be talented in that game. And my God, if that's the kind of shit that they're spewing, that just sounds toxic as fuck, so... Very glad I chose Dota, which I know Dota gets a lot of bad rap for like community being toxic and whatnot, but it, you know, it bleeds into the, ta- the talent's nice. The talent the is nice. very nice, so quite happy about that. Okay, and the final topic of this evening, and it's going to be very quick because, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but have you heard of the James Webb Space Telescope? I have, but I've also heard of McDonald's, which you have postponed three weeks now. Do you want to extend? I, okay, if you want to extend it to the McDonald's segment, I will. Yes, I am. I am at the edge of my seat about why it said McDonald's in our outline for like four weeks I mean, now. There's a link, and you can read it, so you should know. I think I may have clicked it, but I'm going to click it away because I want to forget in case I've seen it. All right, I want this to be a surprise. For this me. will be a really long Christmas episode, apparently. The James Webb Space Telescope. For those that don't know, if you've heard of the um, the Hubble. Is that the whole name? I can't remember. The Hubble. Basically, you guys have seen this telescope in space that takes these crazy-ass photos of all these like galaxies and solar systems from so far away. It makes us feel even smaller. Guaranteed you've seen some of the photos. I'm not going to pretend to know all I like everything about this thing, but this is like a mega-upgraded version, let's just say, the layman's Mm -hmm. terms, of that. It's been under development for like 20 years. 
maybe 10 years, according to the Wikipedia, so I could be horribly wrong. And it's going to give us a lot more information <clears throat> about potential life on other planets. It's going to be able to have much crisper photos, obviously. And it is like super exciting times for anybody that's even remotely interested. Like I'm a very casual, you know, universe person, interest, space exploration type of guy, but it's, it's very interesting. Right. And this thing has been like postponed a bunch of times. And I think the launch has been postponed to either Christmas day or the day after now. Um, mm. And then once they go into, once they launch, it's going to take six months to literally put, like get to the spot they need to and put it all together. But just reading just little snippets, it's kind of crazy that the mirrors that they use for the, the telescope <clears throat> don't really work on Earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they can't truly test them, I guess. They won't really work until they're in space because they adapt to the minus 300 degree Fahrenheit or whatever the hell space is. And that's when they become like in working function or whatever. You know what I think would be funny? This telescope, they send it out, and its first picture it sends back to Earth is that the Earth is flat. <laughs> like, we finally built this telescope. It took us 20 years. <laughs> that would be oh, fucking sick. Imagine man. that. Kyrie Irving will be president the following day. And uh, I don't know what I'd do with myself. I'm not sure. Does it have like a concrete mission? Like you sounded like you're pretty casual about it and don't know so much necessarily. Casual. But like, is there, is it, it doesn't have any concrete mm. mission. It's just meant to photograph space in general or so, is there something it's targeting? Well, let me make a, somebody in chat was correcting me. And I know that. I mean, I made it as TLDR as I could, which is going to make it incorrect in some respect, but it doesn't do exactly the same thing Hubble does. It has different type, like it does more infrared, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I don't know how, what that means exactly. Obviously, you can see more as a result, but I'm just going to read a snippet here. It will provide improved infrared resolution and sensitivity over Hubble and will enable a broad range of investigations across the fields of astronomy and cosmology, including observing some of the most distant events and objects in the universe, such as the formation of the first galaxies and detailed atmospheric characterization of potentially habitable exoplanets. I knew some of those words. Okay. I mean, it based on, again, very small information that I know, since I'm a layman with this type of stuff, it's fucking cool. It's very It's cool. trying to find the beginning of time, is what it's In some like. respect. That's the yeah. dream, is that... <clears throat> okay. Essentially, we're going to learn a lot from this thing if it doesn't fuck up. And they've been planning it for so long, it would be such a shame if something goes wrong. But crossing my Imagine fingers... Imagine they spend 20 years on this telescope, they send it into space, and then the mirrors are the wrong way around. Oops. LOL. <laughs> Control Z. Yeah, that would be that would be so sad. Uh, okay. And, and funny. Final topic of this evening is McDonald's. <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> so what you've been right. waiting for. I thought this was a funny oh, story this. from a month ago. I'm oh, just going to... Would you like to read it? No. Okay. <clears throat> McDonald's loses EU trademark battle over the Big Mac. Burger King tr- starts trolling them. So here's the full story in some random-ass comment. There's an Irish restaurant chain called Supermax that has opened around 100 stores in Ireland since 1978. Recently, McDonald's decided that this small restaurant chain that hasn't even made it out of Ireland... Ireland needed to be taught a lesson and sued them on the basis that Supermax infringes on the Big Mac brand name, which is, of course, absolutely ridiculous. McDonald's ends up losing the case because, of course, they did. 
they didn't have a case to begin with. As a result, McDonald's lost the rights to the term Big Mac across the entire European Union. And in a picture that I'm looking at, apparently somebody in chat is saying this is very old. Hey, I just heard about this. Whether it's eight years old or not, I'm going to put the picture on the screen, Cinderin, in a moment if it ever goes there. It doesn't matter whether this is recent or not. It's really funny. Never mind. I can't, I can't put the photo story. there. Uh, yeah. But basically, Have you tried it, Windows Shift S. Actually, I could. Actually, that that that's okay. Yeah, that this will work. One second. I'm gonna use my usual uh, Share X. There we go, and there we go. Beautiful. Very quick. So that is a a Burger King advertisement in Ireland. They control McDonald's. Apparently, King, eight years old. If you old, want to sponsor the podcast, this is absolutely hilarious. McDonald's, if you want to sponsor the podcast, I'm so sorry you lost your lawsuit. Uh, I think you did a good job and it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And the fact that this is eight year olds make this even funnier to me, honestly. This uh, <clears throat> is where you get all your news up to date or very old. It's somewhere in between. And that is the end of the episode, Cinderin. Uh, this was a really long one. We had a that lot of a stuff to go through. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you to Manscaped and the King of the Pool Tournament and SAP for sponsoring. Make sure you guys have a very safe and very happy Christmas, and we will have another episode before New Year's. Uh, have yourself a good Christmas as well, Sindarin. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah.